What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the podcast, America is Blue. Uh, here to talk about a disaster of a team right now. Uh, a little bit of a dumpster fire. Actually, there's no way to say it. It's a complete dumpster fire right now. Getting pretty sick of talking about this team uh, in the current state of affairs. But uh, it's not my turn to speak first. Uh, per usual, Jay Himmelstein, you get the first word around here. What were your first thoughts uh, on the game today, pal? You know, can I today? I'm passing you the ball. You get first word. Tear it up. All right. Okay. You get the first word. I'm sick of this shit. I'm tired (laughs) of, you know, suiting up every week, just giving giving my faith into the team and, and understanding the track record of this club that I absolutely love, but they are just not giving us enough right now. There's too much quality. I understand all the injuries, but you know what? No one cares. Least of all, everybody else in the Premier League. Again, it's a rough and dangerous place. To quote the great Biggie Smalls, bumps and bruises, blunts and land cruisers. It's so bad. We're getting our asses kicked all over the park. We're losing to Newcastle. I don't care where they are in the table. I don't care how great of a story it is. I don't care about Miguel Almiron and Player of the Month honors and bagging goals. We're just not good enough in any way, shape, or form. It's absolutely killing me. I hate everybody, and I don't know what else to say. Very Preach, little positive Preach. coming out of me right now. Preach. I'm just I'm tired of it, dude. It it, it absolutely drove me it drove me nuts. I was excited to see Lewis Hall on the on the team sheet this, today. Great, get the kid out there. And you know what? He was a bright spot. You know, he he again played pretty well but the guys that we need the most are giving us the least and it's and it's time for somebody to take a little bit of accountability uh i don't know what grand potter is going to say to these guys but there is a massive hill to climb uh we are so far out of title contention it's not even funny and we're extremely far off top four right now that we need to really 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 take a deep look pray to god that we get out of uh, the World Cup with minimal injuries and we get Reese James back and hopefully Chile can come back and maybe N'Golo Conte because the boys that are marching out right now just aren't getting it done. Amen, my friend. Um, I have a lot of vitriol. I, I'm bubbling. I'm glad that we delayed this <sighs> this cast today a little bit because it allowed me to simmer. But, dude, I am hot. I'm hot. It all goes to Graham Potter. I'm sorry. I, I've been very patient. I'm a patient man by nature. I'm very patient. I try to be very pragmatic with things. Try to understand all the different elements that are going into a particular situation. The injuries, the fixture schedule, a lot of variables. Totally get it. When Thomas Tuchel left this team, we were in the top four. We now sit eighth. It could get worse. What I see from Graham Potter at this point, when I see him in a press conference, when I see him on the touchline, I see stale, soggy-ass white bread. I see mundane boredom. It is just lethargic, monotonous, awful nothingness. No energy, no passion, no feeling for what this club is about. And this is just matriculating through our team. It's just flowing through all of the guys who are hitting the field. So when I see the guys who I know are true blue, that's Piliqueta. 
Mason Mount. They, they throw it out there every time, right? A lot of the Academy boys, I know they're putting it out there, but I also have to know behind the scenes with what they're seeing at training and the messages that they're getting, it shouldn't be their job only to amp up this team and get them out there and have them be ready to play. And I am not getting enough from our manager with regards to energy, with regards to ingenuity, with regards to creativity in the game plan. And I can't just leave it up to a handful of guys on the field to be able to go ahead and make up for that. So I, I echo all of your sentiments. This is super frustrating. There's no reason why we should be in the position we're in. And frankly, since Grant Potter took over, I know the initial run was not bad, right? Like, like we were... We, we didn't have water. For the first time. We were treading water. But dude, the only game that I can say that I was proud of was the 3-0 victory over AC Milan. The second leg of that thing, they had a red card in the first like 15 minutes. So we were going up against a disabled team. Everything after that and everything before that has been kind of like, what is this? It, it's a it's a it's a tough state of affairs to to be in. And to just to sort of echo your sentiment sentiments. Grandpa looks sheepish out, sheepish out there. Like the real, the real gee whiz. Uh, oh golly, here we go Nothing. again, kind of thing. And yeah, when you're when you're looking to your manager to to direct the team in in a different way, to reinject some creative fuel, to shake things up, or, or or to just make sure that they're getting the messages across, it's not it's not hitting with the boys. Clearly not. I don't know what the game plan is because. Every single time we go out, because again, we're we're trying to figure out what the what the team sheet is going to look like. Nobody has any idea, least of all the guys in the dressing room, I'm sure. And then, what does that say when you're when you're running out, when no one really knows what's what's happening, and, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of gelling and cohesion inside the the dressing room. And there's so much talent there. I mean, these are guys that have won at every single level. Most of our players are still the guys that won the Champions League in 2021. We should only be getting better. Uh, I, I just genuinely don't understand the approach of the team. But worst of all, I don't like the spirit of the team, which is the whole reason why we follow. Because there's plenty of times when I know when it's, this is old Chelsea Football Club. This is the stuff you put up with as a supporter. It's the stuff that kills you is also what cures you. But at the same time, if there doesn't seem to be a remedy uh, on the on the horizon anywhere, certainly not with the man presently in charge. And again, this is this is Chelsea Football Club. We we are a tumultuous you know, situation. There's always some sort of turmoil. There's always some sort of rub. But you know what? This time. There's no rub. It's just all shit. It's just all bad. And there's nothing good to report right now uh, other than a few bright spots. But yeah, it bothers me. Like, I, I usually don't get bothered, but now I am. Now I'm annoyed. Or the, the relationship. I don't like what this team club, is doing. We're not, we don't date the librarian. We date that badass chick with the tattoos, smoking cigarettes, who's going to bang you in bed like crazy and is also going to drive you crazy we have a librarian as our skipper he is uh. a librarian the guy manages a safe space he says it's just full of 
platitudes and cliches and oh the positivity and i feel good about this and da, 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 da. dude i need you to find it somewhere in your core to not be a total bore and inject some life into these boys and it's okay it's okay if that's who you are but you better be a tactical genius you better be throwing the right guys out there and putting them in the right situations to cover all of that up but if you don't bring the energy you don't inject into the spirit and you're picking up the lineup every damn week. Dude, you got nothing for me. So wingback fiasco. We talked about that ad nauseum. RLC <laughs> back in the team. Sorry he got injured, but I was almost kind of happy given where I wanted this game to go that he was no longer in there. I just wish it had nothing to do with injury. I wish he hadn't started. After we just saw Pulisic, I know his finishing wasn't great against City, but he was a danger man. You just saw Hakeem Ziyech, who put on a good performance. The guy could have had at least two or three assists in that game. Hit the pines, guys. We're going with Mason Connor Gallagher, who although they bring the pace, and I know they are just running all over the place, they don't have the technical ability and the creativity to consistently bring it for a guy who is a young man up front like Broja. So you put two guys out there who are almost identical, although I think Mace has a little bit more you know, he's a, he's a notch or two above. And then we attack our own goal more than we did theirs. How many times do you have to receive a ball and say, you know what, I'm not confident going forward or doing anything to go ahead and attack. I have to turn around and play it back. How many, dude, Edward Mendy, man of the match, just for fielding a thousand balls. I, I mean, it, it it is unbelievable. And here I go again. If I speak, everybody wants to dunk on me. You put the kid number 10 out there to start the second half, and stuff starts happening. It was better. He, he, like, he, 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 he at least goes at people. He's hitting crosses in with no one finding him. He created the best chances that we had. And you know what? Love him or hate him, at least it's positive. And he takes the ball, and he tries to dribble. He tries to make something happen. He's always looking to create something positive. And this this sort of receptacle, regista, keeping possession stuff, their pressing was so well organized. They are so much more cohesive than us, and they did kept keep saying it on TV. I'm 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 clearly not, uh, you know, some tremendous bird watching football genius. But the fact of the matter is, they made us look better, or excuse me, they they were better than us in every phase of the game, uh, every quadrant of the game. Finishing middle of the park where our, our ales have been the worst. They kicked our ass in the middle. We were super sloppy. They were super tidy, very confident. Newcastle's passing balls around in the 18 like they belong there. Like, I mean, and they squandered a lot of chances. They, they could have lit us up for more, but they felt so good about what they were doing that they were just like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll just cut this back. Let somebody else do it. And, and we, I never felt like we were really threatening. Never, you know, never felt like there was, a, aside from a moment or two, that there was a point where we were really going to try to tip the scales. This is Chelsea Football Club, and we are taking it on the chin from Newcastle. I mean, what a world I live in. It was bad enough now that the, you know, the Gunners are sitting, uh, granted, everybody's giving them their flowers already. Let's not crown them champions yet. Let, let us not forget there's 24 more games left, and this is the Premier League. Five points is nothing, especially when you're going up against City. That's another story for another day. But 
we're just flat out not good enough. And, um, you know, if we are going to talk about, you know, the game, which I think we should, I guess, I guess that's what we do here. We'll talk about the game. I think the, you know, the first half, we basically said everything. Lewis looked bright. We started to settle into the game. They were more organized. They were tidy and competent. You made the point. Edward Mendy's the only freaking reason we had a chance to be alive. He played great. And actually with the ball at his feet, which is usually his biggest efficiency, he played pretty well, um, all things considered. Um, but second half, we were, or excuse me, first half, we were all just second best, second best to everything. I don't know what else to say. Dude, we were set up to fail. We were set up to fail. This is why I've been harping on the manager. Connor Gallagher should not be playing as a forward or a winger. He should not be up there. If you're going to fix a formation where he's going to be playing a number 10 or a number 8, that's what he does. That's what he does. He does not have the creativity. He does not have the ball skills. He's not strong enough on the ball to be up there. I thought Armando Brocia, he was trying to do everything he could. He had zero support. He looked really strong. I know Mace, you love your boy. Like Mace also, you know, Mace, Mace, I think it's like you're trying to do everything that you can, but you're out of position, right? Like it's not, it's not what you do. I thought Lewis Hall, you know, he had a couple of mistakes defensively, but as far as getting forward and trying to move the ball up and trying to progress things out of the press, by far the most effective guy on the field, by far. He had no support. Kovacic, he's been injured. I have to admit, he was one of the guys when I said last cast, like people who are looking toward the World Cup, and it's not about his heart and soul being committed to the team. It's that the guy is injured. He's been playing with a bum leg for who the hell knows how long. So why on God's green earth would you throw him out there for this game? I did not. When I saw the team sheet, I'm like, man, I know Kofa wants to be playing for Croatia. He wants to be tidy for that. And he was unusually bad today he was bad on a couple of opportunities where we had, where we did actually get a, a little bit of momentum terrible passing he was untidy with the ball lewis hall was trying to interchange with him a little bit to be able to get out of the press there was nothing there lewis hall defensively which is not really what he's supposed to be doing this is not his gig was hung out to dry 100%. So, dude these guys were they were just set up to fail they were set up to fail. And I put this squarely on Graham Potter. Dude, the guy, the World Cup, this has been our worst enemy and our best friend. It's been terrible for us given, again, attrition, injuries, all the other shit, that we've had to cram all this in. And at the same time that we had fired a Champions League winning coach in order to bring in Graham Potter and try to settle in and yada, 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 yada whatever. It's also our best, dude. We we this we need to reset. I'm giving Graham Potter about an inch of leash. He has six to eight weeks between the World Cup and a couple of weeks after that to be able to at least show me what are we about? What are we doing? Are we a defensive team? Are we just trying to keep you off the score sheet? And we're going to either collect points and we're going to pick up a couple of goals here and there. Are we going to be creative offensively? Like what are we? Show me something as far as the identity of this team because we can't defend, we have no midfield, and we have zero attack. So, dude, you're failing at every level. Show me something, and then maybe my opinion changes from this point going forward. Uh, agreed. Uh, and I don't care 
why he was brought in, uh, you know, seeing the long-term vision and all that stuff. I mean, this is bad right now. And, and it's not, and I don't think this is an overreaction. I don't think it's a panic. Yes. Was Chelsea in a very compromising position? Absolutely. Did the uh, transfer situation completely suck with, you know, the Roman Abramovich uh, transfer of, you know, of, of power, uh, the buyout, all the stuff. Terribly, terribly stressful as a fan, terribly stressful for the players as an organization. All that, all that is absolutely true. The fact of the matter is nobody cares. Again, in the Premier League, this is a rough and dangerous place. And this is proof positive that unless you are tough and you have the, the, the thick skin required to survive here, you are going to get killed. Right now, we are getting killed. And it does not feel good. So, um, you know, moving into the second half, I guess. We're moving through some notes here. I, again, have just sloppy in the middle. Same old story. And, and you know, more, more chances again from uh, from Newcastle. They were the ones creating all the danger. Um, but uh, I, I do have some other notes, and this is this is not just the praise, but when they brought Pooley on, he created more chances. Everybody hates to hear me say it. He was creating chances. He forced the Pope save off of Connor's chance, and then we had a couple of corners. We were trying to turn the screw a little bit, and it was all because of him. Like he he was the one making all that stuff happen. He had a couple of nice runs down the left, and he 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 hit a cross. He was completely by himself again. You know, unsupported. What's he supposed to do? Dribble in between four guys and score? I mean, it it's just it's looked, unbelievable. Dude, we look we looked a lot better. What's him? Kukurea. Uh, who else came in? Ziek came in, and Havertz came in. Yep. We looked a lot better after that. Now. I wonder if part of that is because Newcastle was maybe going to drop back a little bit. They were going to play a little bit more conservative and give us a little bit more space. Either way, Kukure is another one. It's like you finally started to get this guy on the right foot. He was finally starting to play more decisive and better. And then you're like, nah, nope, 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 sit on the bench. And so, he's your yeah, guy. I, he's your guy. Dude, but, but, I have a love-hate relationship with him, dude. Like, I, I've dogged him real hard. I've been you – know, recently I've been – all about what he's been bringing. He's one of the few guys that's been bringing confidence and has been physical. And it's just been saying, you know what? Screw it. I'm going forward. I'm going to hit these dudes. And you're right. And he's Grant, Grant Potter. Like, you know the dude. That's what I'm saying. To, to clarify, I meant he's, he's he, Grant Potter. Yeah, I know. Guy. Dude, he can throw out 90 minutes of pure energy. He doesn't have to even worry about the World Cup. It's not even in his brain. Yeah. So get the dude out there. Exactly. Exactly. Get the dude out there. So, yeah. No, you're Listen, you're absolutely right. As soon as we made those changes, we had more energy. We started to at least, you know, create some chances that were reasonable. There was the one time, I can't remember if it was the first half or second half, where Connor had the, he had a hustle play, took the ball off of somebody out the box, and then he hit that curler, and, you know, Pope just made a nice save on it. Yeah, that was, that was off our, a pool. That was off a pooley. It was a that was our drive only real. Half. That was our only, like, really good, decent scoring chance. Yep. And that was it the entire game. But we definitely looked better after those four dudes came in the game. Well, and it wasn't all it was it was the triple change, just to be clear. And then Kai came on uh towards the end for Broya. I think I want to say 72 or 82. Um, but yeah, I think Pooley Pooley came on to start the second half. Um or he, or he came on or, or he came on very early because uh because no, went... came off. Correct, correct. Uh, because uh, we brought Tiago on, moved Dave up. Uh, and then, you know, they wanted more attacking talent. And that's when Connor moved over and, uh, you know, they moved him back. But yeah. And hold on. And, and another genius move. You take you take Connor Gallagher 
at the time you have to make that move and you drop him back to wing back. So we're just like anybody who wants to play wing back, just lob him out there. Anybody. Eventually they slid him up, but go ahead, play wing back. The guy couldn't he doesn't know what the fuck to do back there. And the defensively it was a liability. So dude, I, I don't know. It's mind-blowing things that are going on right now and I just don't understand you have some kind of football foundation. You haven't done quite this kind of wild card crazy shit before. I just, I don't get it. Dude, there's so many more questions than answers. Well, and, and that's, that's definitely, you know, part of the, part of the, part of the issue here. Um, that being said, uh, you know, the goal credit to them, uh, you know, Al- Almiron, uh, the danger man, uh, great strike by Willick, uh, well-deserved, um, you know, it was, it was worthy, worthy strike of a goal, uh, certainly in the, in the premier league. Um, but you know, we, we didn't really punch back. Uh, we, we had a little bit of fight, uh, after that we created a, a few more dangerous situations. I wouldn't even call them chances. Uh, we were trying to, to swing back and, and hit back, but it seems like, again, the, the theme was no support guys aren't in the box. No one's driving towards the net. And at, you know, at one point or another, and I'm not talking about in the 95th minute when you're bringing Mendy down on a free kick, uh, the sense of urgency has to change because even if you give up a second, it's not like we were scoring anyway. I I thought we could have done a little bit more to really try to push for a result, even if it meant us hanging out in the back or or giving up a second. I would have rather have given up a second and us hitting the woodwork once or twice and really going forward and at them and trying to get a result than seeing what we saw. But uh, I, I don't I don't know what else you have to say about the performance uh, as far as the match is concerned. But uh, if if you're done, I'd like to to move on to the man of the match. But if, if you'd like to put the cherry on top, by all means. I got nothing left. I got everything out I needed to get out. I feel better now. It's like therapy. That's why we do this stuff, man. And hopefully, <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's uh, not for anybody listening. It's for you and I no, to get this shit well, off our chest. Hey, it, 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 this is this is this is part and parcel to the uh, to the deal here. But oh as we do move on to the man of the match, uh, the man of the match is as always is brought to you by All Out Fitness. And at All Out Fitness, they're inspiring individuals to be their best selves. Uh, Jay, who inspired the best versions of themselves today out there on the pitch? Dude, this is tough. It is so hard today. Can I give it to the World Cup just for giving us a six-week break? Well, it's not a man, it's not a man of the match. It's a situation that I'm looking forward to, so I can watch a little bit of different football and maybe see our guys play to their to their capabilities. I don't know. I'm I, if I have to give it to anybody, I give it to Mendy. I mean, he he was probably the only guy on the team who did his job and did it well. Um, I'll give it to Mendy. I too am actually giving it to Mr. Mendy. Even even though Newcastle beat us, I thought he was the man of the match. Uh, I thought he played the best of anyone on the pitch. He was, you know, getting balls darted at him all over the place. Dealt with a lot of crosses. Had to deal with some tricky situations on some corner kicks. I thought he actually played tremendously well. Dealt with the ball at his feet uh, very very well. Uh, I don't think the goal was on him really at all. No, uh, it was no. m- more of a situation of poor defending. But uh, you know, one of these days we gotta start talking about these man of the match giveaways in a positive light instead of us uh, being on the back end of the trailer hitch and us getting the the chrome in our mouth. 
So like, this is just not the way I'd like to be doing these, but these are the hands that we are dealt. And when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. And I think that that's what we're trying to do here. Uh, that being said, Jay, I do want to talk about what we are going to be continuing to talk about on the America is Blue podcast. Now that uh, our beloved Chelsea Football Club will be hanging it up for the next six weeks. Uh, we just want to let you folks know that we are going to be continuing to talk about uh, the Blues that are participating in the World Cup. We're going to be keeping a close eye on everybody on the roster. But we, uh, this is America. This is America is Blue. We are going to be keeping a keen eye on the U.S. men's national team. We're going to be talking about all the subjects at the World Cup that are hot and heavy, but uh, we're going to have a laser focus on two particular subjects, and that will be the Blues that are participating uh, in the World Cup and our boys uh, in the red, white, and blue playing for the United States. Yes, for the next, as long as we maintain in the tournament, we will now be the America is Red, White, and Blue podcast. I think that that is the best way to go about this. And uh, we're going to send bomb pops to uh, everybody that's listening yes. because every, everything is red, white, and blue around here uh, for the next couple of weeks. I'm very excited to move into this period. Uh, you know, after I finish grieving, um, I'll be, you know, turning on my, my positive vibes uh, for the boys in red, white, and blue. Uh, very excited to uh, see our guys out there this time around after missing out on what we sort of thought was a birthright in 2018 after after missing out. It really makes me appreciate uh, how much the World Cup really means. Um, and just for all you listeners out there, uh, Jay happens to be a fan of Riazuri, uh, but his boys will not be participating in the World Cup again. And that is back-to-back World Cup appearances without the Italian national team, despite their victory in the Euros. We're exactly like Chelsea. A lot less drama, a lot less flopping and diving. Uh, but dude, like they just come out of nowhere and they win things. So yes, my answer, you're sitting at home. Feel bad for Jorginho. I wish he was out there. Uh, we will be back. My wife is Colombian. They also somehow failed to make the tourney this time around. So uh, Team USA, let's go. Well, uh, that that's good that we've managed to consolidate the uh, the national the national team consensus uh, at least in the Himmelstein household. I uh, have my energy toward, toward the USA. Let's go. A hundred percent, good good stuff. So, uh, everybody out there listening, we really do appreciate the support. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate everybody who uh, tunes in, and uh, we look forward to giving you some more content as we move into the World Cup. Uh, but until then, everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks.